Hey everybody, Chris here. Just want to preface this episode by noting um, what what I would think is obvious, but maybe it's not. Um, each person's recovery is their own. Whatever one does to maintain and sustain their healthy, happy, or you know, healthy, content, or you know, self and others harm free recovery, um, whatever that is, works if you work it. So um, you know. Two years ago, almost going on two years ago when I started this, I might have had a very different opinion. I've learned a lot since then, um, and I I make um, the best effort I can not to judge others' recovery. And uh, I think you'll see why towards the end of this episode. um, Matt's a a friend of the show, a friend of ours, and uh, I I think uh, he's got some valuable things to say about uh, a, a sort of a different recovery than we've talked about on the show, certainly. Okay, thanks. Open mind. The Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. Welcome to the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SinceRightNow.com. With your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. Look, cray cray. Matt. Hello. Matt. Matt. What's up? We should all change our names to Matt. We should. For this episode, it is the four Matts. So, it is a great name. Yeah, I, I believe I believe it means uh, a gift from God. Wow, it does. It does. Totally. No, it does. Of course, it I'm, does. You get, We're I'm, both gifts from God. Does yeah, it? You are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it really it does. does. Yeah. No Matthew's, shit. Uh, wow. I like I like people in recovery that are named Matt that go out a lot, and then you can say, "Oh, your nickname's Welcome Matt." When you come back, right? Have you heard that one? Uh, no, I've never heard it. No, well, there you go. Well, you go do to my, a lot less clever meetings. My dad's <laughs> my dad's a, a, a Mexican with. The name he, he goes by Jesse, but he's he's a Jesus, and I'm pretty sure that they named me Christopher because they wanted to name me Christ. So I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> I'll just so, throw so that at you. Just put that in your pipe and smoke it. All right. Well, Jeff, you got anything? What, you, what does yours mean? My name? Oh, yeah, it's. <laughs> or as my it's people Mexican. say, <laughs> boss man. <Yeah>. Boss man. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so hey. <laughs> uh, tonight on the pod, we have Matt Mendoza, who is the um, founder of what was the real edition and is now addictionunscripted.com. And just today, I think, did the official release of his narrative podcast by the same name, Addiction Unscripted. Um, welcome, Matt. Thanks. It's been a long time coming. Pleasure to be on the show. Um, And I've been wanting to do this for a while. So, and I'm a big fan. Well, you know, it's funny because we, I, we all know each other. It's very rarely that we've all hung out together. So I feel like you're now one of the bros. (laughs) We can bro out, right? We did. We did. Yeah, brother, brothers and brothers in arms. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and so Um, we we all met Matt in. DC at uh, what, what was United it called? To Face. United Face Addiction, yep. right? And we we co-sponsored a, a little shindig the night before. Yep. 
um, at uh, the Argonaut. So much fun. Yeah, that many of you attended, a yeah. handful at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very fun. Yeah. So we have a little bit of frame of reference and know a little bit about you, but uh, that won't stop right. us from. Yeah, I don't think we got the. We, we don't so often do. Yeah, we didn't get the dirt, dirt. Well, that's what we're after tonight. <laughs> we want the car crashes. No, we want. We definitely want to hear about uh, addiction unscripted. So, yeah. as Chris had kind of referenced, today was was yeah. a big day. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was exciting. Um. I think. Um. We we launched. So, it was kind of a. Um. A three-piece uh, launch, I guess. I mean, we redid our domain and and launched kind of a new homepage um, that I, I think looks a lot better than the old um, uh, real edition page. There, it's not any huge changes, but um, uh, just uh, design-wise, it looks a lot better. And then we also, um, yeah, we launched the podcast, um, which um, I. You know, I, I'm proud of um, you know what we did. Um, and you should it be. was def- it was definitely a lot more work than I thought. And was it? You know, look, look, yeah. Looking back, um, you know, I'm a big fan of podcasts like you know, um, uh, This American Life mm-hmm. and Serial, and and you hear all these <clears throat> names spit out afterwards. You know, mm-hmm. um, on the credits. Yeah. And, and I always thought, you know, why do they need 17 people working on a narrative podcast? And uh, I found out, you know, the hard way. <laughs> That's I, funny. I, I listened to it, and I'm listening to it, and I'm like, this is awesome. I could, I can hear the work in it just because I know it goes into yeah. this. And you and I were talking on the pre-call that I don't do a lot afterwards, but even that is takes time. And I'm listening to yours, and I'm like, I can hear. Yeah the hours adding up as I'm listening to it. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a phenomenal um, piece of work. Um, Thank you. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll tell, I guess, tell everyone this, just a little bit about the story without any spoilers and then where this, where this need to do this came from. Um, okay. So, uh, I mean, I guess the podcast isn't, um, doesn't come along unless, uh, the real edition comes along. And so, um, I started the real edition about nine or 10 months ago. Um, and, um, as Chris mentioned, that's still up. It's now addiction unscripted.com. Um, and it's basically just a community for people to, um, to connect, um, who are, affected by addiction, um, or are in recovery. And, um, I think the unique part to it is that it's inherently like democratic. Um, Mm -hmm. we have like a special algorithm that lets, um, the best stories like rise to the top. Um, and, uh, and, and so really we're trying to bring, um, you know, uh, these bloggers, um, and instead of them being on an island, we're trying to concentrate them all in one place. Um, so that, so that's what we do with, um, that's a little bit of what we do with um, Addiction Unscripted, uh, the website. And then the podcast, uh, yeah, the podcast actually was um, probably uh, probably inspired by, by you guys. I mean, uh, I don't listen to any other recovery podcasts. Um, 
I searched for some, and I, I think I told you guys in D.C. that I listen to yours um, while I'm on the treadmill. I used to listen to, like, you know, rap music that, mm. you know, I, I, I wouldn't even know the artist's name. But um, uh, one day I started listening to your, your podcast, and, um, it, it, you know, it just made the run go a lot faster. So That's good. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. good. So, yeah. <laughs> right? So, uh, no, that's, yeah, that's a very good, that's a compliment. Um, so anyways, yeah, the, um, podcast, um, came out of my love for narrative podcasts, Mm -hmm. which, you know, are basically, um, these stories that are told, um, in dialogue, um, but, you know, sprinkled in with, you know, the real audio recordings Mm -hmm. of interviews or, you know, experts in in the field and and whatnot. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's like putting together a documentary. I would, I would think, right? I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah I to think... be honest, I, I've never done anything like. This, yeah. So. <laughs> I know, so where did you yeah. even start with this thing, or where did you even get your subject? I mean, because Chris was saying, yeah, I, and we've all. It sounds like you had a bit of na- naivete going mm-hmm. into this, and if you knew what you know oh, yeah. now, it's like, oh man, that's a because it, it, we've all cut mm-hmm. films and cut commercials and cut things, and you just know how much work goes into that, and you're not mm-hmm. doing a lot of it, so I can't imagine just right. Like all of a sudden, yeah, I'm just gonna do this, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it was a lot of, uh, um, it, I, I guess it was some ignorance on my part. I, I think, <laughs> I, I think I'm. That's um, beautiful, though. Yeah, I mean, I think any kind of entrepreneur, which you know, I don't look at this as, as like an entrepreneurial. Um, uh, um, venture for me, but, um, in, in my other life, um, I, I, I try to, I have some, um, I work for myself. So, um, I guess just in that entrepreneurial spirit, you have like, um, this sense of optimism, this irrational sense of optimism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I, I think it's needed, but you know, uh, you're also going to feel the wrath of that. And, <laughs> So that's kind of what happened. Me and my twenty-year-old uh, uh, college intern pretty much did the whole thing by ourselves. Did we meet um, that guy? You did, yeah. He came to DC. <laughs> I like that guy. I like, like that we kid. Like to cut up his gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's not even in recovery. He's right. right. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, he, he, he was, was the, the only guy drinking at the at <laughs> <Yeah>. the party. <laughs> he was he was uh, sneaking some drinks at the uh, at the. Uh, fundraiser yeah. we did or the uh, event we did yeah. uh, which I thought was kind of funny yeah that was um, but yeah yeah he was it, I think he made the whole thing it was like we had a subject right there who was right. drinking and yeah. like a little young and a little I don't know it was yeah. it was nostalgic yeah almost. and I guess I just admitted he was 20 years old but <laughs> well, I was gonna say did, did he have a Whoopsie. birthday since he recorded the podcast because yeah. he says he's 19 on the podcast yes. okay oh he did oh Wow. Well, good for so, him. And then he was probably like 18. And <laughs> Wait That's a good. minute. I guess we weren't checking IDs yeah, that I night. I guess we weren't. Yeah. Uh, Who checks IDs at a sober bad. event? Though? That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's anyway. a lame job. Um, that's all right. Well, uh, he'll, he has time to get out of the country before this airs. <laughs> um, <clears throat> speaking of getting out of the country, let's back up. Okay. Let's get you out of the country and your story. You want to talk about Mexico? Yeah. Um, Mexico. Back all, all the way up. Okay. What do you think? Is that right? Um, yeah, yeah, okay. that's fine. How, um, how you got to be talking about recovery, interested in recovery, involved in the community started there, right? 
I'm sorry, you said... I mean, how, how you became involved in a recovery community start, starts all the way back there, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, yeah, my uh, addiction started um, or really manifested itself in Mexico. Um, I guess, you know, um, I, I guess it'd be an understatement to say that I made... Um, some poor decisions in my early 20s. <laughs> and um, it started, you know, age of 17. I remember walking in Mexico um, with a, a couple friends and we passed a pharmacy and we went just went down there to drink. And um, I remember the pharmacist or, you know, the, the guy in the white coat who mm -hmm. pretends to be a pharmacist. And, uh, and he goes, um, you know, is there anything you need? And I was like, no. And then he goes, well, how about something you don't need? <laughs> Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I remember that. Salesmanship. That my attention. Yes, yes. Um, I actually I actually hired him on um, as part of an, a, the real edition, but um, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're all like, he's the what? other. We're like, really? Yeah. Selling ads? <laughs> Selling ads. <laughs> I liked it. But, um, you there? You're cutting out. You know, I experimented with like somas, and then I got into yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, um, can you? Yeah, there you are. Am I still cutting? There you are. Okay. Well, you're kind of cutting out. Um. Okay. Let me let me know. <laughs> okay. Um. So, yeah. Anyways. Um. So. It kind of started with uh, just like somas, some muscle relaxers, um, and by my, you know, twentieth birthday, I uh, graduated to oxycotton. And um, mm -hmm. I remember the day that we all tried oxycotton. And to us, um, you know, there's probably seven of us um, friends. Uh, to us, there's this big mystique to oxycotton because. Um, you know, we had never done it, but we had heard of it. We had heard how good it is and, how, you know, um, and, and we had done Vicodin previously. So, you know, we, we liked opiates. And so anyways, that night, um, at my apartment, uh, which was in the United States still, um, we, we tried it. Um, and it's kind of, it, it's, it's crazy to look back on because I just went to a funeral for one of those seven guys oh, and, shit. um, Mm. And all but two of us um, uh, are, are um, you know, uh, are clean from narcotics. Um, and all of us have um, gone to either rehabs <clears throat> or, or jails. Oh, my God. Institutions. All so, seven. So seven out of seven, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, you know, and unfortunately, now it's only six. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, so um, <clears throat> fast forward. um couple years and um you know oxycontin wasn't uh cheap it was like 40 dollars a pill i was doing 20 pills a day mm -hmm. wow so you can do the math it's like wow. 800 800 bucks a day and you know I, I i had always kind of like you know done these little shortcuts for for money like in school i i remember making fake ids like i was that kid like mm -hmm. um i and, knew that uh, kid <laughs> <laughs> but that kid uh, progressed into um, uh, just some more illegal activities um, that got um, the notice of the Secret Service. And um, um, I, I was, there was a couple of things I was doing, but uh, 
um, the main thing was wire fraud. And when it comes to wire fraud, I guess I guess the uh, Secret Service has two um, objectives, and that is to protect the president and to protect the treasury. So I didn't even know when they said it was the Secret Service um, that had me on a warrant. Um, I, I, didn't, I thought it was someone else. I thought they had the wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, and so, yeah, they, they, uh, they booked me on wire fraud on 103 counts of wire fraud, wow. um, uh, for, you know, a six figure, uh, number. And, uh, and I, I spent, um, spent some time in, in prison, uh, waiting, um, and, and then, got out on bail. Um, and really when I got out on bail, it's in between this, uh, you know, it's before my sentencing when, you know, I really made, uh, you know, my epiphany, um, you know, that I, I needed to be in recovery. And, um, and obviously I had a little bit of a head start, um, having been locked up for, uh, four months and then um, sent to a uh, rehab for six months hmm. um, and and you know so you kind of have that crutch knowing that if you if you do mess up you, you're going straight to prison um, mm-hmm. but but this whole time I, I don't know you know I have the sentence looming over me and and I'm being told it's anywhere from two to five years wow. and um, <clears throat> and yeah, and and uh, that's uh, really at the Phoenix House in Santa Ana. It's a indigent rehab um, center. You know, I was in a dorm with eighty people, mm-hmm. and it was one of the best experiences of my life. I mean, the, those six months, um, you know, really introduced. And I'd been in and out of rehab um, prior prior to that, um, but it didn't really hit until. Um, you know, uh, I was in the Phoenix house. So you, that's where real, you had your epiphany in that there. Yeah. I mean, um, do you remember that? Like it was a moment when something clicked. Um, I mean, I, I guess technically I, I had that epiphany in jail. Um, yeah. but, um, the recovery is what I got at the Phoenix house. Um, mm-hmm. the epiphany itself actually came, um, the day I got arrested and the secret service was trying to pass me on to the U S marshals mm. so they could get me into court. The U S marshals wouldn't take me because they said, um, I wasn't medically cleared because, you know, I'm, I'm going through, um, 800 milligram a day habit. Um, so I'm experiencing quite a bit of opiate withdrawal at this wow. point. Yeah. Um, I can imagine. and, uh, and Crap. so they had to take me to the ER to get my, um, uh, to, to get passed on to the U S marshals. And, uh, and basically, you know, everyone was, you know, I'm coming in with two secret service guys. They handcuffed me to a gurney and everyone, you know, is, is backing up away from me, like thinking I'm some kind of like crazy convict. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, and it, it, with the exception of this one nurse and I'll never forget his look. I mean, it was this, nurse he had a handlebar mustache and he walked right up to me and uh he patted me on the back and said 
don't worry, this could be the first day of the rest of your life. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And at the time, I wanted to punch him. Because, <laughs> it's still amazing. Yeah. 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 But, but it said in later while I was in jail, you right. know, those, those words really said yeah. in. So, he, obviously, yeah. he obviously knew what the hell you were going through. What, what is a person on 800 milligrams a day Oxycontin like? I mean, are you a functioning human being at this point? Or, I mean, that seems I mean, like a lot of fucking dope yeah. to be on, right? <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, tolerance works yes. in yes. serious ways, mate. But you're like, I know, but that's crazy. Yeah, no. I, was that Jeff who said tolerance? Yeah. No, no Matt, that, that was Matt. Me. Oh, Matt. That was Matt. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's all about tolerance. I mean, uh, I'd like to say I was, I was, you know, somewhat functional to the point where, you know. Well, you're committing were... wire fraud, so that's good. Yeah, that's <laughs> not easy. So much. Yeah, that's yeah. not easy. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't easy. It was, and it was a full day, you know, it's a full eight hour, you know, a day job, um, you know, scamming people on computers in Mexico. Wow. So, um, so yeah, I, I would like to think I was functional at the time, just not functional in the way I, I'd like to live, mm. you know? Yeah. 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 Damn. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's how I got sober. Yeah. Um, do the Secret Service do they wear black jackets and wear shades like Matrix you know or are they just kind of cool looking? Just no, it's funny. Like one of the guys was dressed, you know, and it looked like he was going out to golf. He had like a, um, you know, a collared golf shirt yeah. on with you know some shorts on, and the other guy was total stereotype, um, you know, Secret Service guy. Um, he even talked like you would think a secret service guy mm. would talk like, um, I'm picturing and, the guy uh, in the matrix. Yeah, exactly. To the yeah. T he had, <laughs> I mean, I think he like, he, I think he probably watched, watch that show. Like, yeah, 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 this, yeah. I got this job. <laughs> I'm doing this. That's so funny. So, so yeah, you talked about, uh, that in, indigent, um, in Santa Ana, the 80 person. So was that, something that you paid for or was that truly a we will take all comers type environment that was a court ordered um we're not going to give you bail um unless you go through this uh gotcha. six month rehab yeah okay so. six month rehab. There, which is there was a win yeah that's i know it's a long time uh there's a there was about a two-year window between my arrest and my sentencing so mm. the federal system moves really slow wow yeah that's just the way it is and you were in uh, jail you were in jail for four months of that out on bail and so you had this thing just looming over you yeah and <clears throat> and, and then i end up going to sentencing and um yeah, you know i've done everything i could um you know to um you know, as far as volunteering, yeah. um, I even saved up all the money um, that I made from my job, every single dime, and um, I, I paid it toward my restitution um, mm -hmm. ahead of time, which they had to like set it up specially because no one had ever done that before. Wow. And so the they finally offered me a plea deal, and um, my my lawyer said to take it, and it was I think I want to say like eighteen months, mm -hmm. and I just. I just said, I can't do 18 months. I, I think this judge and is going to have some leniency on me. And I remember my dad just, my dad, you know, has always been the guy with all the answers and he was just, you know, hands up, like, I can't tell you what to do. Mm, yeah. So I didn't, 
I didn't take the plea deal like 98% of um, federal, hmm. um, you know, a defense. Yeah, do. totally. And your lawyer's yeah. probably like, what the fuck are you yeah, thinking? Yeah. And I'm friends with uh, my public. He was a public defender. So did you just I'm, have a gut? That's pretty ballsy, man. Right? Uh, yeah. Or just I, I you had, must have had a feeling. In hindsight. Yeah. In, hind yeah. in hindsight, you know. Um, and uh, I'd gotten engaged also. Um, so <laughs> That's good. That's a good I, story to throw at the judge. Excuse I, me. <laughs> and she's so pregnant I, and she's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah so i had a lot on riding on on the table um yeah. but yeah um they ended up only giving me a um a six month sentence with six months house arrest so i basically had to go back to prison for uh a total of like five weeks right because you'd um, already served four months or whatever yeah yeah and they sent me to a, a prison camp which was a lot easier than the first place i was at so okay. um you know yeah got out of there and then i was able to get on with my life wow. um i actually got married uh while i was still on house arrest um <laughs> uh, they uh cut off the ankle bracelet for like a day and uh um, they let us have a one night honeymoon and oh. then, uh, it was back to our, um, our apartment. Yeah. Wow. wow. So. That's cool. How, how long ago was all that? Um, so I got arrested, um, the day my, Michael Jackson died. So, um, it's six and a half years ago. It was okay. June 25th, 2009. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a pretty amazing story. Yeah, that's, that's an intense story. Um, and so, okay, so so you're getting, the day you get arrested, you're handcuffed to a gurney, a uh, handlebar mustachioed orderly in the hospital, pats you on the back, says this could be the, what, the first day of the rest of your life or something mm -hmm. like that? Yeah, first and, day. And so that that is what sort of planted um, the seed of recovery? Well... Yeah, up till that point, I, I was trying to think of any way that I could just get back to Mexico. In fact, um, what, why they, get back to, to get some drugs, just for the drugs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, to get well, you know. Right. Yeah. And um, and so I was hoping they'd give me bail that day, and um, and fortunately, in hindsight, um, they didn't. And and it was weird because all the parties involved, even the DA, wanted to give me bail, and. Uh, and they didn't. I had to wait four months, and so um, really that sunk in while I was in jail. And um, but yeah, at the Phoenix House, um, you know, um, I started off as as a, as a big twelve step guy. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, again, I had been in and out of twelve step based rehabs, um, you know, for about a six year period. I'd probably been to four, and. Um, I just in and out of recovery. I could never get it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I finally had some time and mm -hmm. I think that really helped me, um, you know, supplement the, you know, um, supplemented with the, uh, AA meetings, um, and, and just the 12 step community more than anything else. And, um, so I started in AA I'm, I no longer attend AA. Um, um, but I, I do have a pretty, uh, um, a pretty strong regiment, um, uh, as far as what I do to keep myself, mm -hmm. um, away from opiates mm -hmm. or any other. So you don't go to NA, you don't go to AA. I don't. So what's no. your day? What's your regimen then? What's your daily? 
Yeah, I mean, um, so I, I I go to um, I have a couple things. I I have a a group. Um, we meet actually tonight. We meet at nine o'clock um, Pacific time because uh, that way no one has an excuse not to come. Yeah. Um, because they got their kids down or whatever. Yeah. And it, it's just a meeting of, you know, um, there's like five or six of us guys, um, and they're not all addicts. I mean, mm-hmm. um, some have addictions, you know, in, in other fields. Um, I, I don't know if, uh, I'm allowed to share like, yeah, you know, yeah. what, but they, but sure. basically we, we all recognize, we come here every night and, or every Wednesday night and we recognize that we're broken and we talk about our brokenness. Mm-hmm. And there, as you guys know, there's something special that happens when, um, you just let everything on the table yeah. and, yeah. you know, and healing begins. So I have that, um, that's can, great. Can I, can I ask more about that though? Yeah, that's so cool. Is this a self-organized thing and, and yeah. who's started it and yeah and it sounds um, really interesting it sounds like its own sort of core it is yeah uh, um it started in my friend's garage yeah. and um it started with different people uh, that were uh, attending it was very loosely affiliated with a church okay and yeah. um and it was actually um it started out as like a you know, a lust group or something like that. Like, um, you know, some people, I guess, you know, felt like, um, you know, they had an addiction to lust, which, Mm -hmm. you know, went against their religious or Mm -hmm. theological values. Um, and, and, and that's how it started. And then I guess it started changing. And then I started to know some people that were going to it. And, um, and, and now it's, it's just become, we call it man group. And nice. And, yeah. So, um, it, it's really cool. I mean, um, yeah, in about two hours, um, I'll have, you know, um, four or five of, uh, my really close, um, friends and we don't all hang out. I mm-hmm. mean, um, it, it's outside of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of us do, but, um, it's kind of nice to have, um, you know, um, that kind of relationship yeah. with somebody. Yeah. So is it, is it like a nuts and bolts? Everyone comes in and kind of dumps their weekly problems. Um, yeah. Well, or whatever. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, we go around and, um, you know, anyone who wants to share about their week or, or what they're going through or uh, about their, you know, condition, whatever it might be, um, yeah. you know, is free to share. And, and, we give feedback, but we, we don't give, you know, um, uh, you know, we, we don't try to solve their problem. Yeah. yeah. Solve their problem. Yeah. 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 So it's just so, a place to safe place to come. Yeah. Dump your shit. That's good. So it's not like a, yeah. a codified well, thing. It's not like you, you said it's just guys getting together yeah. to support each other and help each other. That's good. Um, and, and go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, no. I was just, uh, I was going to say there's a connection to you guys there, um, because when we were in D.C., yeah. we were at that like, I think it was like that tapas place mm-hmm. um, that we went to, oh, yeah. and yeah, I remember um, I remember Matt sharing a story about. Um, I hope I'm not. I hope I'm allowed to say this. Oh, but, far um, away. <laughs> um, uh, uh, you're sharing the story about the time you broke into your own house. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> That's and, that old chestnut. That's recorded somewhere <laughs> in one of these episodes. Yeah. And, um, and, and everyone was laughing. And then I, I noticed 
um, Chris mm. um, actually crying. <laughs> no, but I, I noticed, you you know, there was a somber emotion on you. I, I, I won't say you were crying, but it, it, it seemed like um, it was just really cool, like to experience like how close all three of you guys are to, yeah. to, to see everyone laughing, but to see like Chris taking in the seriousness of, you know, having you um, not not be sober you know what i mean and it really you know made me grateful for this group i have and when i came back yeah i've been in this i've been in this group for three years or four years and when i came back i shared that story with them and uh um you know just you know yeah it was it was just a um a realization of how grateful i should be for having Mm -hmm. something like that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. having having friends and yeah, what's well, cool? I mean, just, understand you know, the complexity or the the dimension of all all our stories. Yeah, There's, yeah. Because I mean, I I know that you know Matt's told at least one time when I laughed uproariously, but I certainly was probably processing it maybe a different way that time. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. But yeah, that 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 is really interesting, Jeff. You were going to say something. Well, yeah. I just think it's so you have this thing, and I think we're only as sick as our secrets and we all need this place to go and get that shit out. And whether it's in an AA meeting and lots of people, I think when you go to AA meetings, I don't know if you feel comfortable sharing those kind of things, mm-hmm. maybe with your sponsor, but it sounds like you can share anything with these guys, which is cool. I mean, oh, yeah. it's just that, and then you just don't have to have that shit with you anymore. So that's like, that's such 100%. a powerful tool. Yeah. yeah. It sounds really powerful. That's cool. It's fundamental. Yeah. That's yeah. fundamental to, to all this. But I think we've all, yeah, Matt's uh, yeah, been really good about just you just get all that shit out, right? Yeah. All that dark shit. Absolutely. And yeah. Like you can't I mean, keep that absolutely. in. Yeah, you guys talked the other day about social anxiety, mm. and I've always dealt with that. And okay. even in AA, even sober, you know, I, I still, you know, there's things that I wouldn't feel comfortable yeah. talking about. So, um, you know, I, I think... For me, th- this ended up working a little better. And there's other things I do. I mean, I I go to CBT therapy. I, mm-hmm. I help out. I'm I'm I, I'm big in being of service to the community um, at a local youth group. And and there's other things I do. But yeah. um, you have an entire yeah. recovery site, so that helps. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that and little thing keeps you going. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm lucky enough where, um, at least right now, um, I'm able to do that pretty much full time. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, um, I, I have a business on the side and, and, um, I mean, I, I, I do work hard on that, but, um, I, I don't look at, at, you know, I, I spend probably, you know, 40 hours a week on, on this, wow. one, including the podcast right. and, and I like it. Right. And so I don't look at it as work, you know, mm-hmm. um, once and, the podcast uh, starts going, you're gonna be spending 80 hours a week on fiction <laughs> unscripted stuff. <laughs> I know we're, we're going to have to decide on you know what kind of uh format Schedule. we're gonna really do here as far as uh spacing out yeah, yeah spacing out you know yeah but, beforehand i'm like i was telling them it's like yeah i mean you can hear the the, the work in it and, and i think we all know the work that, that goes into it and i'm just like man how many can can you do one a month maybe i mean which is great i mean i think that'd be i'd fun. like to do but, i'd like to do one every other week or one or two a month yeah you, i mean it's just Bi- bi-monthly yeah, yeah. right um, I think, you know, uh, obviously it'll get shorter, you know, and, and the more we automate, the more we learn, right. the more, right. yeah. um, build in some so. efficiencies and yeah, it's, um, it's interesting the, the format though, because 
you know, and, and I, I don't know everything about this community online, certainly, but it seems like there's definitely some white space here. Mm -hmm. It's, oh yeah, it sounds new. And, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's, I think so. I, yeah. Well, you'll have you'll have to do your own story. Go back and interview the Secret yeah, Service agent. So. Uh-huh. so you dress yeah. like the Matrix. What's find uh, find yeah. the mustachioed orderly. Yeah. yeah, it was actually kind of funny. The uh, Secret Service guy was telling me all these stories about um, you know him protecting the president at the time Obama had just come into office. So like he had gone on a trip overseas with Obama. They're really cool, actually, yeah. as far as uh, federal departments go. All, <laughs> all the rest, I I, I can't. I can't really say the same for the rest, but the Secret Service is a very professional agency. That's good. Uh, That's good yeah. to know. And yeah. frankly, you got to spend a few hours with a guy in handcuffs, Matt. I mean, you're you're a personable dude, and <laughs> yeah. they were probably like, "Oh, thank God, <laughs> thank God, we got this guy." Yeah, yeah. Um, so you you were saying that the the stories on your site are algorithmically chosen based on readership. And so the one I saw today was on the link between creativity and drugs. Mm. And one of our you, favorite topics. <laughs> did you write that? Um, I did not. No. Um, we have, uh, let's see, one, two, three. There's three of us. Okay. Um, and um, so I don't do a ton of the writing. I do do a little bit. Um, but most of that is our editor-in-chief, Doug, Um and uh, yeah, it was yes. great. But I kept, so, I kept thinking as you're telling your story, just this, it's like you have this thing about you that you just do shit. Like you just get stuff done on this podcast. And it's an, you're, comfort, you're an incredibly creative guy. And I just, thank you. Yeah, I wonder, like, did you ever do anything creative while you're using? We talk about this a lot because mm-hmm. that story sort of made a link that, yes, drugs and alcohol can help you recombine things in new and different ways and be creative but ultimately as we all know it becomes this addictive thing and it doesn't work any longer yeah. and then you don't do anything and so i just wonder if you ever had any any experience with doing stuff or not doing stuff or just it's almost like your entrepreneurialism as a child made you a really good drug dealer or a really good drug procurer mm-hmm. right <laughs> yes yes the, the latter <laughs> so yeah, um, just interesting so you're asking about um while I while I was using or, or yeah just or if yeah. you ever had a oh, were the yeah. I, were the ideas popping yeah oh when man. you were using I, mean, I had a bunch of crazy I, businesses while you're on drugs oh, yeah oh totally <laughs> um, I started a sports book um, <laughs> I love um, and 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 we did pretty well for a while um, and then that got shut down. <laughs> and then I started ripping off sports books. Um, I'll, I'll just tell you really quick. Oh. Um, there, there was a um, uh, there's a sports there's a couple sports books that are no longer around that were in Antigua, and um, Antigua I thought they they had me Western Union the money to them, <sighs> um, like if I wanted to make a bet, mm. and so um, I would send them like a thousand dollars and they would credit my account, and I thought. They, there can't be like a 24-hour Western Union on this little island. Yeah. And so I, lo- I looked it up, and sure enough, it closed at like 7 p.m. my time. Mm-hmm. And so what I would do is I would uh, send you know $1,000, um, and they'd credit it to me once they um, you know called Western Union. Um, but I'd send it after 7, bet on a game at 7.30, 
And then if I lost, I would cancel the transfer and I'd just pick it up. And if I won, <laughs> I'd just keep it in there. So, I mean, that's one example of probably like <laughs> eight different scams that I that's had. That's awesome. On. Some, some were more gray than others. I wasn't really, you know, that one I, I wasn't, I didn't feel too bad about that. I mean, just because <laughs> they're bookies. I yeah, mean, yeah. You know, I, it's who, funny. I don't know. I yeah. felt bad for ordering my 12 cassettes for a penny and not ever buying the other 20 I was supposed to buy. <laughs> you still get calls. I'm like, man, I got those 12 cassettes for a penny. It was awesome. <laughs> I was living on the edge. It's like that yeah. amnesty day when, at the right. library where they right. like, let you oh like God. bring your book back without yeah. any like late Exactly. Fees. Yeah. So it, it sounds like you've always had this, this, ang- this way of looking at life of trying to find the angle, the scam, the dodgy yeah, bit, man. The shortcut. Yeah. I'm right. I I can relate. I think a lot of us can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I can remember saying the words to a friend of mine before I had gotten sober of saying, you know, there actually are special set of rules for some people. Interesting. You know, I feel like, hey, maybe maybe this doesn't apply to me. Maybe I I am smarter. Maybe I can't find a way to hustle. Well, you know, they say that CEOs have um, lower serotonin levels. And are also more likely to be addicts than, um, uh, than uh, I guess Normal. normies, yeah. and, and and that's because they're they're willing to take the risks mm-hmm. because yeah. they need that that serotonin for the. I know, believe that, yeah. And always trying to find the angles, always trying to find the scam, always trying to find the way in, enhance everything. Yeah, that's so crazy. So it's, that kind of brings up um, an element, and you and you alluded to this in the bio you sent in um that your recovery by some measures others measures um is interesting because uh you do occasionally and i'm, I'm gonna bust it out there because it's in your bio uh you drink i do yeah okay. i i have um, an affinity for craft beer um uh no i i yeah i drink beer on occasion yeah mm-hmm. and so you you know yourself best, I would I think at this point. Sounds like it. Um, a, a lot of people, like I'll I'll, I'll, frame, I'll frame it in my own addictions. Like cl- for me, clearly alcohol was the foundation upon which uh, all my other addictions were were built. Um, sure. To to bastardize uh, J.K. Rowling's recovery quote, um, and. Uh, so for you, you, you clearly have found that's, that's not the case, that once, once you got the opiates removed from the equation, that alcohol doesn't have that same draw or that same... Yeah, I mean, um, when I went to AA, I didn't drink, um, and that was for about two and a half years. I had a sponsor, and I would tell him, you know... I, 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 I've never felt powerless, you know, over alcohol. Like I, I can tell you right now, I do not have an addiction to alcohol. I've not, it's never had that power over Mm -hmm. me. And, and he would tell me, you know, um, well, you know, it it might lead me down, you know, a path to, you know, want to use again. Um, and, and he said, why don't you give it a year? And so I gave it two and a half. Um, and, Mm -hmm. Um, I would never recommend this. Um, mm-hmm. My, I would, I would never recommend my answer to this to mm-hmm. anyone else. Um, I, I just know for me, um, I, maybe it was a uh, uh, ignorant gamble on my part. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you know, it's, it's been, uh, over four years now and, um, yeah. And I'm, I'm still, um, clean from any form of narcotic. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I drink, um, socially, um, you, you won't find me with a beer in my hand, um, by myself or anything like that, but yeah. And here's what I think. I mean, I've learned a lot about, uh, addiction, alcoholism, recovery in the past couple of years. And I realized how much I didn't know. And, you know, my, my, my understanding of what you're saying, now is a lot different the way I process it. Now is a lot different than it would have even been if we were doing this, like on the very first episode of this podcast, because mm-hmm. I, I didn't have the, the knowledge and the understanding and I didn't have the information that I do now. And, um, you know, I, I can, uh, you know, I can respect that. Like I have a great understanding of, you know, harm management notion, you know, that, that, that concept and that notion. I have a greater understanding of the nature of sort of the, the, the rate of addiction. Like, you know, I think it's, it's found now that of the people with alcohol use disorders, it's only one in 10 that are actually mm-hmm. alcohol, alcoholics that are actually addicted to alcohol. Um, mm. and, uh, and also, you Isn't know, there, go ahead. I'm, I, no, I, I interrupted you. Well, no, all, all I was going to say is, you know, my story by, by many measures, and I, I have a greater understanding of my own now, um, was sort of, you know, a naive, you know, undertaking all those years ago. I didn't go to AA and I, I, you know, I was drinking NA beer within a week and, you know, all these things that go against the grain of certainly, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in XA programs. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, here I am and here you are and um, there's there's more than one way to recover, yeah. I guess is what I'm saying. And yeah. so, I have, you know, I can I can respect that. If you say, um, you know, this is what's working for you and it certainly seems like it is, I can yeah. totally support it, yeah. respect it. But, I, but again, to your point, we can't endorse it or suggest it for you. Yeah, if you're out there your listening recovery, to this, I'd your recovery super careful. Is in, in, is individual. <laughs> you have to figure yeah, out. Yeah, I hope I prefaced that. You did. Yeah, yeah, oh, you did. Uh, um, absolutely. But I think it, it can't hurt to drive um, <laughs> it home. for. But I also think yeah. there's also something that's like, when you just know, like, this is this stuff did not get, this isn't why I'm here. Right. I didn't get into the program because of this. And I remember and thinking that about N.A. beer. Because we all drink NA right. beer, which is neither here nor there. But yeah, I, anyway. Right. Yeah, and and they say in its rudiments that you have a drinking problem when your drinking becomes problematic. Yeah, I, I, meaning right. when it crosses over right. into yeah. everyday yeah. life and interferes with. So if yeah. that if that isn't the case, you know, I. Uh, mm-hmm. I I will say like it, it is kind of like the one policy of AA. I mean, I I enjoy AA, and uh, I don't know if if if. I would go back to meetings or not. Um, but, um, I shouldn't say that I would, I would go back to meetings, but you know, they do a great job with their traditions and I think it's, it's a model for any, um, kind of business or, you know, as far as the politics go, but the one policy that they have is the desire to stop drinking. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, I guess some people, you know, tell me I don't have to take that literally, but I do feel like I'm breaking a tradition if mm. I'm there, like, um, because yeah, I don't have that desire. And, and I've had, you know, plenty of sponsors tell me, you know, just replace the word alcohol with the word addict, but I don't like having to stand up and, and speak and say, you know, and, and, like I've, I don't know about the meetings you guys have been to, but, um, 
you know, most of the ones I go to or have been to, um, you know, they look down on you or they, they don't really like when you break those traditions. Right. And, and so, um, you know, they use alcohol, um, in place of addict a lot of times mm-hmm. or addiction, um, or, or in place of, of the word drugs. And so, um, I never felt comfortable going up there and saying, you know, I, I want to, um, you know, talking about my experience with alcohol, you know, right. because I, I, I didn't feel like it was authentic. Interesting. Yeah. It sounds, I mean, that sounds reasonable to me. I'm not the one to comment on that though. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess, yeah, it's a world I don't understand. My sense is, I, I guess I'm curious why, is it availability of meetings? Like, why in the first place would it be AA as opposed to like an NA meeting that you're at anyway? Um, just the community. I mean, I know Matt said he came out here for um, a little bit um, in Newport Beach. Uh, mm-hmm. to, and uh, in the recovery community around here, um, NA is is almost... I think every NA meeting I've been to, I felt like it's it's mostly a revolving door of court card people. Whereas, yeah, whereas the AA meetings really do have. I mean, half That's the people in AA meetings are there for you know drugs or you know, oh, okay. um, um, and and uh, and they're able to interchange alcohol with you know, their drug of choice. But, um, right. so that, I guess that's why I, I went to AA. Yeah. That's that makes a prevailing sense. opinion that I encountered out in that area was if you're serious and this does not apply. Certainly this is not the rule. This is probably the exception, but if you were serious about it, you'd go to AA meetings because there was a lot of long-term. Yeah. Gotcha. And a younger, um, just by its nature, I think. Yeah. 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 More, more tattoos. And, I too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that, that, don't hate the player <laughs> hate the game it's um, so true well yeah it's so i think that's interesting and i mean I, I i i for one i mean i like having that voice on here i know i know some people it makes uncomfortable um yeah. probably some people listening um there there definitely is a time when i actually think i probably would have resented it um, but that's, that's me, right? That's my resentment. Yeah. That's not your recovery. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, um, I don't know. I think there's, there's certainly now, like I said, at this point in, in my, my learnings, there, there's value in at least understanding that somehow. And I, I don't, I mean, it's not my story to help people understand it's yours. So and, um, mm-hmm. hopefully you'll, you know, that'll, that'll happen, I think. Right. As time yeah, goes on. no, I hope so. I mean, I, I laid out my story, um, pretty clearly. Um, actually, I guess we, we had talked and oh, right. submit that. So, yeah. um, so maybe that will come in the future right. on, okay, uh, great. since right now. Cool. Right. cool. Okay. Well, um, what's your favorite craft beer? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what we're doing. We're not doing. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry. This sorry, episode sorry. brought to you by. We're still interested in yeah. the industry. Oh, but... do you really want me to answer that? No, no not really. Oh, okay. Oh. No, but uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, we're not trying to pick up sponsorships from. Craft oh, I beers. thought we were. Sorry. <laughs> well, you guys market them. No, I know. I, that's I know. Tr- yeah, we're, so true. We're part of the problem. I but I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I feel some small measure of. Responsibility to at least not 
Not do it well, on the show. I think right. that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> For one hour a week. Jim. One hour a week. We don't have to market alcohol. <laughs> yeah. And, and just from a health perspective, I, I, I'm very conscious of my alcohol com- consumption. I mean, I, I know it's one of the largest causes of cancer. I know, mm-hmm. you know, just for my, my weight. And, you know, there's other reasons that I, I you know, would want to monitor um, yeah. my alcohol cons- consumption mm-hmm. um I, i'm i'm just curious how you guys feel as far as uh don't uh at least one or two of you still market for um for one of the big uh yeah uh, yeah how, uh, how does i don't currently but yeah. uh that door is always open yeah. i mean i do yeah. I mean, um, you don't feel bit. any contradictions uh-uh. knowing that there's you know alcoholics that are i mean i i I guess there's that adage, you know, they're going to get it somewhere, yes. but yeah, uh, but that's the way I've always felt about it from, from day one. And I've worked in marketing of alcohol and spirits for 20 some odd years. Yeah. As have I. And yeah, so we all have kind of, yeah. and I've always, I've always known that, that it, for me personally, as an alcoholic and true and alcoholics, it just fundamentally does not matter whether there's neon beer signs and commercials. I would have drank. Yeah. It just, mm. it never, I never remember being influenced by that or not. Having s- said all that, I have heard people over the years come in and, and say, tell stories about a really appetizing commercial that oh, they yeah. went out and drank right. or something. I've, so I've heard those too. Well, yeah. And, and well, first of all, I'm gonna, I will do a little plug. If anybody's interested, we do talk about it exclusively on episode 1515 um, oh. of the podcast. Nice. It, that was a, a very special episode, Selling Spirits Sober. Selling Spirits Sober. Um, yeah. That was that was our first and and so far only a yeah. very special episode. A very special. Um, Watch it with your kids. But you know, <laughs> and honestly, that is when I started doing this, I realized, um, and it's it's certainly not a a holier than thou because the two guys sitting next to me um, do and or may can may do may may do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, quite frankly, my you know my wife runs an agency um she may end up you know doing it again so it's not to disparage it i just realized i I couldn't do it anymore nuts and nobody's asking me so it doesn't really matter um but uh you know also my other challenge is uh since i had a kid um and that's also not a judgment on anyone else but you know when my daughter the other day she she's she's a uh commercial she has like a photographic memory for commercials. And the other day she, she saw like a, a Sam Adams truck or something. She goes, hey, Sam Adams, get me one of those or something like that. And I'm like, no, no. Get me one of those. No, I'm like, wow. no. Yeah. Okay. Like, no, you were not having a get Sam Adams. And she's like, it's like a new bar call. Goes in I'm here. Like, why does she know Sam? First of all, yeah. why does she know Sam Adams? Right. Like, I don't know what we watched that she would see oh, that. Sorry. Maybe the Super Bowl. Anyway, maybe she has a friend. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah maybe true. Friends. He's Sam a handsome Adams. guy, though, on the hey, side of a truck. He's an attractive. Guy. Yeah, maybe she's a revolutionary war hero. Oh, she's reading. Maybe she just read it. She might have. Anyway, breakthrough. All right. Um. Anyway, yeah. So that's. I mean, I think that's kind of where we're all at yeah. on that. Uh, I, I sleep like a baby. I know. Yeah. What I, mean, I also think I, people are at the end of the day responsible for themselves for anything. That's like, a good I've point. worked on I've all kinds of shit. Sold so many things that yeah. I have no emotional or I've. I've yeah. You know, I sold uh, Buicks for a long time. I yeah. wrote Buick commercials. Right. I wouldn't recommend anybody drive a Buick during the time. Although, I'm have you have drugs. you seen the new Buick, Matt? Have you I, seen the I new I Buick? Hate those commercials. Anyway, but that's a different th- episode. That was just you know. 
I'm with you. So I once I crossed that bridge, it was sort yeah, of like, yeah, yeah I'm a sellout. We've okay. sold the army. I've sold Monsanto. That was the one I wouldn't do. With I've the sold army. tobacco, chewing tobacco, mm-hmm. yeah. Camel cigarettes. Yeah. My God. I sell chewing tobacco right now. Currently, yeah. yeah. I'm currently chewing tobacco. <laughs> Circle of it life. worked. It worked. This is rapidly turning into a different podcast. <laughs> than it, listen, let me let me put some disclaimers on here. Okay. Anybody listening? Don't, don't drink. chew tobacco. Don't chew tobacco. No, no. it's don't, filthy. Um, don't smoke. Filthy. Uh, yeah, but well, do it. You know, you know what to do. You I'm not going to tell you what not to do. Right. You know what to do. We're just adults having a talk here, people. All right, All right. Um, Matt. It's been yeah, super it's, fun. I knew it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all, all you guys. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. We should do this every, every week. <laughs> well, <laughs> every so often. Uh, I guess you do. Check you, back. Oh. <laughs> I, I came in late, so. Well, and be, yeah, be, it sounds like, uh, you know, you're going to have your work cut out for you on the, you're going to be. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm sure. But no, love. It's been, um, it's, it's been a pleasure. So. But yeah. And let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's, um, Let's hang out soon. Yeah, figure yeah. out how to we love what do you're doing, something man. else again soon. I know. Yeah, um, I know the San Diego thing yeah. fell through, but we got to get together sometime. Yeah, we got to figure that. It'll out. It'll happen next time you guys go on the road. Yeah. All right, we're talking about Austin in November. November. Cool. Seems like I'm years there. away. Okay. I'll agree to anything that happens right. in November. I know. That's... <laughs> All right. All right, Matt. Um, All right. Congratulations on the first episode. Uh, everybody go out and listen to Addiction Unscripted. It's on SoundCloud. It's on addictionunscripted.com on the right column, right? It is, yeah. Okay. And it's on iTunes. Yeah, and it's on iTunes. Um, cool. All right. Thanks, man. Be well, Matt. You guys stay well. Another clean and sober intervention.